You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Happy Wednesday, everybody. I am Glenn Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I am Lisa Wysocki. I'm in Mound, Minnesota, and you are listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for December 21st, episode 3084. This episode is brought to you by Stateline Tech. Happy holidays, horse world. This is Allison from Oklahoma City. In our state, there is one true Christmas song, and that's the B.C. Clark Anniversary Sale Jingle, a local jeweler. Please enjoy my wonderful horse husband's voice. Take it away, Josh, and Merry Christmas, y'all. Wintech Saddles, the prize to win. If you listen to Jamie and Glenn, it's the prize that everyone wants. And we are thankful for the sponsor spot. Most podcasts are mediocre. This one's a horse wife's dream. Cool interviews, weird news, products you never seen. It's Horses in the Morning. Since 2008, turn your station at HRN and have a laugh with Jamie and Glenn. Oh, that's terrific, Allie and husband. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that was terrific, Allie. That's Allison. So she mustn't live too far from Jamie then, actually. Probably not. Yeah. So yeah. that was wonderful. They might know each other. Maybe they know each other. They must have mics and stuff because that was very, very clear sounding. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it must be professional something or others because that was very well done. Good job. Done. Yay. Made me happy. I love the tune, too. Me, too. (laughs) So today we're going to make somebody very happy. We have Spotlight Rider Kira joining us. By the way, who won the recent poll we did in the auditor room about who the favorite guest this year was. I saw that. By a long shot. By far. Yes. Yes. So So Kira. Kira, yes. She's a hit, and she's going to join us today to pick the winner of the Wintech Saddle. Woohoo! So uh, we'll do that in just a couple minutes. We won't keep you waiting in suspense. And then in our <laughs> Daily Dose Horse Health segment, uh, Krista Lafayette is joining us. She is CEO of, I never, we never did figure out how to say this, at Etalon Diagnostics. And she's going to talk about bird catcher spots and socks and stockings and facial markings and colored manes and tails. She was on once before talking to us about coloring on horses. Uh, and then this topic came up in the auditor room about bird catcher spots, which I didn't know anything about. But then I found out you're the perfect co-host to have on today. Well, you know, when I was in college, and I still am, I'm fascinated by horse color and horse markings and the genetics of all of that. And I did my my senior paper thesis thingy on that. And so I'm still, I still remain just fascinated. So this will be really exciting. Oh, perfect. That's a perfect yeah. co-host for today. Yay! <laughs> and then we have a special guest, Deanne from Horse Nation, is going to join us in the Auditor Post Show for her final visit of the year. You haven't heard much of Deanne lately, uh, but she's been around. And, uh, you know, I think people think I fire people and then they never come back and that's not true <laughs> they just get busy and usually can't for some reason or another but the end decided that she could make one final visit catch us up on where she's been what she's been up to and she will be coming back more often next year awesome uh, work gotten away 
darn jobs. Darn jobs. I love Deanne. She's always fun. Yeah, so she'll be joining us in the post show. We'll just have a little fun over there. And then, uh, I, you know, I wanted to, before we get to Daily Winnie's, mention something. Jennifer and I try and get to Disney every year. And we usually don't go to the park because at Christmas time it's, it's crazy. But we do try and go down during Christmas, during December to Disney World. Mm-hmm. And this year we haven't made it. Uh, we, it would have been something we would have done this week, and then I got sick. So, by the way, I apologize if I still sound like I have a cold, because I still have a cold. But you uh, sound better, Glenn. Do I? Than yes. Monday? Well, that's yes. good. I'm not sure I feel better. <laughs> as long as I sound better, that's what counts. So, we didn't make it down this year. But one of the reasons we go down is we go hotel hopping, because they always decorate the hotel so beautifully. And one of them is the Grand Floridian, <clears throat> which is their most fancy hotel. And the... The atrium is enormous, and they always put up a tree that's like 40 feet tall. But they also build a life-size gingerbread house in in the atrium. Oh, my goodness. It is enormous. <laughs> and it's all made I- of gingerbread. Um, and then all over the different hotels, they build these gingerbread houses. Not quite as big as that one, but they build gingerbread houses everywhere and have them on display. And, you know... I often thought, what do they do with all that gingerbread when they're done? Well, Well, I wonder, do you have pictures of the houses? uh, We probably do, whether I could find them. You know, (laughs) it's nice to be able to take pictures with your phone, but then once you take 10,000 pictures, you can never find the ones you're looking for. This is true. You know, this is true. Maybe there's some really OCD people who label them or tag them, but I am not OCD. So (laughs) I could never find them if I tried. But. I did find out, I just saw an article this morning about what they do with the gingerbread houses. Because you can't eat them. They've been sitting out for a while. Right, right. Right, on display with little kids probably touching them the entire time. Right. So, this is Barry Stockwell, who is the event decorating lead over there at Walt Disney World, said about 10 years ago when they were tearing it down, they were doing it outside, and they noticed that bees were gathering. Really? That, yeah, because they like the sugar. Because you oh, know, yeah. gingerbread's nothing but sugar. <laughs> so, True. <laughs> so they and you know, they, so when they were tearing the display pieces apart, bees kept coming around, and coming around, and coming around, and that gave him an idea. So what they do now for the last ten years is they break them down, and they actually bring them out to local tree farms that have bee colonies. Oh, wow, what a great idea. And they spread them out all over the tree farms. They just take the candy and the cookies and all of that and spread it out, and it feeds the bees for the winter. Wow, what a great idea. So they said the bees love it because it's very sweet. Sure. And in the winter, there's less to eat, even in Florida. So uh, that's what they do. They spread it out for the bees, and it becomes their holiday feast. I love that. I mean, I'm all about recycling, repurposing, all of that. I hate to see things thrown away. So this is amazing. Yeah, I didn't know this. And, it, you know, Disney does – one of still some of my favorite episodes are the ones we've done at Disney World in the horse area. And yeah. they really do strive to recycle as much as they can. Um, and I think Disney probably, you know, has an obligation to do that, obviously. But uh, they they do – they take it seriously, even in the horse department and the manure and all of that stuff is used <laughs> is used around the property because they have all yeah. their own. They have all their own, they grow their all their own flowers, so they have mm-hmm. massive greenhouses. All of that stuff they do they grow all their own. Yeah. So you know they reuse the fertilizer and the manure, and it just it's pretty cool what they do over there. So love that. So I love, love that it. they're feeding bees. It's yes. Yes. 
All right, let's do some daily winnies, and then we'll get to the thing that everybody is waiting for. So excited! Well, we have three auditor birthdays today. Lori Rodriguez, Tiffany Crumbly, and Sarah Millard. Sarah, where have you been? Sarah used to chip in all the time in the auditor room and stuff. We miss you, Sarah. Hope to hear from you again soon. She's out in Colorado. Met her when we made our trip to Colorado. Oh, cool. So we hope you all are well and have a wonderful holiday and that somebody actually buys you a gift because it's so close to Christmas. These (laughs) people always get shortchanged. But uh, we do wish you all the best. So, Glenn, I have two Daily Winnies today, and um, the first goes to Kim Light. She is our program director at Colby's Army, and like you, she's a little bit under the weather, or maybe a lot under the weather. Um, she wouldn't tell me. I'm in Minnesota and, and away from the farm, but she she spent her day yesterday taking care of everybody and everything, and the horses and the hay and well, that's everything. That's fun when you feel miserable. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and I just wanted to give her just a shout out because, you know, she went above and beyond. And we all do that, right? I mean, we just all take care of our critters. But, you know, sometimes it's easier when we're healthy. (laughs) Yes, right. Exactly. (laughs) So that's number one. And then number two, and, you know, we hear about this all the time, but, um, you know, a couple of days ago, I guess over the weekend in Grantsburg, Wisconsin, a horse fell through the ice. And um, this just tugged at my heart because this horse was was a 1,200-pound Mustang. So they say, I'm just reading the news report here, Uh, but a tree had fallen across his pasture last Saturday night, and he wandered out, was out all night, and then Sunday morning, he wandered out onto a local lake, and the ice was only three or four inches thick. They said they couldn't even get ATVs out there, but he fell into like like 15 to 17 feet of water. And they had to get him out with inner tubes and ropes. And it was just a bunch of volunteers and neighbors who saw what was happening. And I just like to give a daily winnie to everybody who who braved near zero temperatures for four hours to get this horse out. Is he okay? Well, they they brought him to a nearby barn that was heated, and he spent the rest of the day there. They didn't want to – the vet said don't haul him to the vet clinic, but I think he's at the vet clinic now and is is showing signs of improvement. He had severe hypothermia. Yeah, no kidding, because you're cold there. (laughs) Oh, absolutely, and and nobody really knows how long he was in the water. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's uh, it's a lot to particularly if you don't know about horses, you know, just to to spend your Sunday morning in near zero temperatures to pull a horse out of a lake, you know, yeah. It, yeah. So anyway, kudos to everybody who was part of that. Speaking of weather, I know yet uh, three quarters of our listeners are now preparing for a what they're a bomb cyclone. And by the way. Do they just make these names up? Because I don't think when sure. I was a kid they had bomb cyclones. Do you? <laughs> I I mean, do you ever hear about know. a bomb cyclone when you were I don't a kid? Know. I think it's it's very reactionary. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like we need a more dramatic name for people to tune in on TV and get our ratings up, and that's exactly, exactly what a bomb cyclone is. But <laughs> it's still a blizzard. You know, it's what we used to call a blizzard. <laughs> it, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. And what are you expecting where you are? You're you're in where? 
I'm, I'm in Mound, Minnesota, which is about 20 miles west of Minneapolis, uh, right on Lake Minnetonka. And um, so we're expecting anywhere between five and eight inches of snow today and tonight. And then tomorrow and Friday, um, 40 to 50 mile an hour gusty winds with maybe 20 to 30 mile an hour sustained winds. And then, you know, 10 below zero. Yeah, with your wind chills at what, 30? 30 to 40, 30 to 40 <laughs> below. Yes. Yes. Wind chills. So, so yeah. So I'm kind of um, hunkered down here at mom's house. I did the grocery store run yesterday and you and, and everybody else. <laughs> and, oh, oh, seriously. There's one Walmart in this area. It's about 20 miles away. There was not one parking lot, one, one parking space in the whole lot. Not oh my one. God. And it's yeah. before Christmas too. <laughs> it's before Christmas. And so, so yeah, I don't plan to go anywhere until like Sunday. Well, well, we wish everybody that's in the path of this, uh, you know, good luck and wear your heated vests uh, that yes. Jamie talked you into getting years ago. Yes. Get the batteries charged <laughs> and Absolutely. get out there with your heated vests. You're going to need them. We're thinking about you. I mean, when Florida, Christmas Eve, we're going to be down to the low 20s, maybe 20 degrees. That's unheard of in Florida. So that uh, never happens. No, that's going to be, that's cold for us. Um, but we're thinking about all of you. We're going to have it much. Much, much worse than we are. Hey, speak before we get to before we get to Kira, the thing everybody's waiting for. <laughs> you're just drawing it out, Glenn. You're just, you're just intentionally am. doing this. Kira's so excited today, too. <laughs> um, I wanted to mention we brought up the whole Colorado Hay Cube debacle out yeah. there. Uh, we mentioned that last week, but there is an update, and I know most of you have seen this, but in case you haven't, um, it's uh, the top. Uh, the top of the Rockies brand alfalfa cubes um, that were contaminated. We weren't sure last time. And apparently uh, 45 horses have been, have died or been euthanized. Oh, it's just tragic. I, I just, I, when we talked about it last time, it was just horses were getting sick. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize that that's sick. I mean, that's bad. Um, that's really bad. So the, uh, U.S. Food and Drug Administration issued the warning on Saturday, and it was Manzanola Feeds of Manzanola, Colorado, recalled the cubes on Friday. The company warns that certain batches may contain bacteria, causing botulism, a fatal paralytic mm-hmm. disease. And apparently botulism is more fatal for horses. Yes. However, if you handled this and got sick, if you handled any of this feed and then touched your mouth or whatever, it, you could get sick, too. Um, wow. So, so people probably got sick and didn't realize what it was. Um, yeah. So they're doing more testing, but they directly distributed the products to stores in 10 states, Arkansas, Colorado, Illinois, Kansas, Louisiana, Missouri, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Texas, and Wisconsin. And they warned the cubes may have been sold to other states as well. Again, mm-hmm. top of the Rockies brands, alfalfa cubes. Um, some of the cubes uh, contained fur and animal tissues. And, you know, got ground up during harvesting. And, of course, when they make the cubes, they grind up the hay. Uh, usually, if you have a bale of hay and have a critter in it, you see it and you throw the bale out, right? So, I mean, that's pretty easy to spot. Uh, and, you know, when we were baling hay, and we did that for a long time, we would find snakes mostly. Uh, and I think we, rabbits are the other things you would find in your hay. We didn't find rats and stuff like that too much out from, from hay baled in our fields. But you would find some, the occasional snakes, which does freak you out. Um, yeah. And then rabbits, because rabbits are just dumb and they just – they get bailed into everything. So, yeah. um, you know, I don't know what you found down in Tennessee in your hay, but that's what we used to find. Well, yeah, we used to – I mean – 
you can always find stuff. I mean, as you said, snakes or Bricks rabbits or or branches. These days, <laughs> these days, armadillos. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just just crazy. But but yeah, and you know, in Tennessee, and I think in other waterlogged areas, you know, we're always concerned about botulism because of the flooding. So um, I think that there is some kind of botulism vaccine for horses, but. When we've had major, major floods, it's it's just really sad to hear about certain barns where they just have a, a run of it or, you know, and, and usually the horse has to be euthanized. Yeah, it's it's they're really sensitive to it, more than humans, apparently. Yeah. Uh, and other animals. Um, yeah, so we should get – I don't know that we've ever talked about botulism on this show, <laughs> all the health you know, things we've done. There you go. So there's another another guest to have a veterinarian come on and talk about that because um, it, it can be – Really, really tragic to watch a horse waste away from from botulism. Yeah, because it's it be, it affects muscles, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a neurological thing, and there are some horses it goes who pretty come quick back. too, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it really does. And and you know, whenever whenever we have floods and people's hay gets wet and you know all of that, and then maybe they don't realize it, and the horse eats it, and it's just you know, it's it's just it's just horrible. All right. I won't make you wait anymore. Ooh, so I now, can't wait. Now we're <laughs> so going excited, to our – I forget whether she's 12 or 13. She keeps growing older on our show. Our, our, our teenage – we're going to go with teenage. Or she's close enough. Close we're, enough. Yeah, we're going to go with our teenage spotlight writer, Kira, who's everybody's favorite. She's been on every month this year, and we're going to bring her back next year, I've officially decided, because, you know, she loves coming on the show, and we love having her, and she's so oh, much yeah. fun. She just brings a smile to your face. And she, I could, I was thinking, who's going to help us pick the saddle winner this year? Because we always get a listener on to do that. And I thought, who better than Kira? And she listens to this show and she loves it. Um, so we're so happy that she is joining us today to help us pick the winner Yay! for the Wintech saddle. Hi, Kira. Thanks for joining us again. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hi. So are you in Pennsylvania right now? I am. And do you spend the holidays in Pennsylvania with the family? Yeah. I mean, some years we go places, but we're staying home this year. Does that mean you get to play with your ponies on Christmas Day? Yes. <laughs> I hope it snows, but I don't think it will. <laughs> do you um, do you ride on Christmas Day, or do you just go out and give them treats and pet them? Uh, sometimes we go caroling on horseback, because we like, live near a bunch of houses. Oh, cool. Sort of. So <laughs> we just trail ride around. That's fun. I love that. Yeah. And are you planning on doing any shows or things over the winter? Will you come south at all? I think that we're going to be going south in, like, February. I think we're going back to Southern East, which is going to be really fun. And I really hope we do. So, fingers crossed. Very good. And now, so be honest here, for Christmas, what are you hoping for? What are you hoping, you know, everybody hopes for the one big gift, right? Uh, what are you hoping shows up under your tree? Well, my mom did like this really cool joint birthday and Christmas thing. Okay. So we got my room redone. So I'm just hoping for books under the tree. <laughs> oh, so, girl after my own heart. <laughs> so you got your room redone? Tell us about your room. Well, I now have purple walls, an egg chair, <laughs> and there's like a lot of colors. <laughs> no kidding. It's really cool. Kira with and colors. Some... Big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some pony paintings, too. <laughs> I bet you do. 
I can just picture this room. Uh, my wife had a purple room, too, when I met her. And it was really purple. And I almost thought twice about leaving her because of the purple room, because it was so bright. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's not really purple. It's like purple gray. Okay, that's better. So it's toned down a little bit. Yeah, it's not like neon. <laughs> well, purple's my favorite color, so so I'm, I'm all about the purple, Kira. Go for it. Yeah. Me and Flair love purple. You're going to have to visit Kira when you visit Pennsylvania there, Lisa, because, you know. She, I will. She has a purple room. It's going to be perfect. Yes. Right. I'm going to go just for that. <laughs> <laughs> Kira, I heard you were listening to our special. By the way, everybody, we put out a special yesterday on the Horses in the Morning podcast feed with all the songs and poems that we received this year. And it was a lot of them, wasn't it, Kira? Um, so, yeah. And they were good, weren't they? They're actually really good. They were so funny. Yeah. I liked them. I they heard... made me laugh on my way to school. I heard from a certain birdie that you wrote one this morning and are going to sing it for us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Was the birdie wrong, or are you going to sing this for us? I will sing it. All right, go for so it. So if I start laughing in the middle of it... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't judge me. Okay, we won't judge you. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, go for it. You know Keegan and Red and Micah and Steven. Milk and cookies and all the other horses too. But do you recall the most famous pony of all? Flower the chubby mouse. She's so cute. Everyone feeds her treats. So she's a bit like a beach ball. Flower the chubby Welsh. Loves to jump all the jumps. She's just so funny. When she's nickering for lunch. <laughs> Very well done. Wow, what a great voice. Holy cow. You could have a career as a singer. Thanks. That was yeah. excellent, girl. It was. <laughs> you wrote it that was. this morning? Uh, yeah. Well, like about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Very well done. Thank you. Unfortunately, we can't have you pick your own name for a, to win a saddle. That would be probably bad. But, <laughs> but Why not? <laughs> I want a saddle. <laughs> All right. Kira. This is the scoop. This is what's going to happen. Um, this is who's entered into this contest. Everyone who signed up at the website who is going to be entered, they all have a line item on here. Uh, I have a big spreadsheet. And we have multiple entries for the people who did songs and poems. And then everyone who sent in a really bad ad, I know you like really bad ads, Kira. Uh, <laughs> everybody who sent in a really bad ad after November the 1st is also on this list. So we have 367 names on here. Um, and Kira, so I don't know. We need a drum roll, Lisa. Give us a drum roll. Oh, there. can you hear that? Yep, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kira, okay. pick a number between one and 367. I think I'm going to go with 366. 
Oh wow! <laughs> you're you're just like Jamie. She does that to me too. All right, I I I mix these up so they're not in alphabetical order because I know that Kira would be like Jamie and pick at the end. <laughs> so, um, so here we go. Are you guys ready? All right, all right. I'm ready. I'm looking. All right, number 366 is Allie Henninger. Allie, I think, is one of our auditors, and she also Woo-hoo. submitted a song. So uh, congratulations Yay. to Allie. I think in the song, well, every song said they wanted a dressage saddle, so that's probably what she's going to get, right? But <laughs> she she gets to pick whatever Wintex saddle she wants. That's up to a $1,500 value. Congratulations, Allie. Well done. Yay! Yay! Good job! Yay! <laughs> And Kira, thank you so much for for being with us every month this year. It's been so much fun to have you. I got to ask you, will you still come back with us next year and join us like uh, once every three months or so? I hope I can. Yeah, well, we would to. love we would love to have you back. So we'll definitely be in touch, and we'll follow your progress all next year and uh, keep an eye on you. All right, you can't get away that easy. We're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> so you have you have to do something for me. I promise okay. that I will give my pony Scooter a carrot from you if you'll give Flower a carrot from me. Aye, aye, Captain. All right. <laughs> Very good. Merry Christmas, my friend. And uh, we hope you have a fantastic holiday in your brand new purple room. Merry Christmas. Bye, Kira. Merry Christmas. Bye. There she goes. <laughs> well, congratulations oh. to Allie. If I remember right, Al- I'm thinking my Allies. We have a lot of Allies. Like there was an Allie that uh, did the song earlier today, not the same Allie. Uh, yeah. She also, she's having a good week because she, if I remember right, she's the one that just got a writing gig with Eventing Nation. She was oh, in their wow. blogging contest and she came in second. Oh, that's so, amazing. So she can sing, she can write. <laughs> she- She's, yes, she's doing. I'll see if I can dig out one of her songs. I have a. I don't know if I can do it that quickly, but before the end of the show, we'll play it. Yeah. So yeah. congratulations to her. I'm very excited for you. And what will happen is I will send you an email, Allie, and we'll get. Uh, we'll make sure we get uh, your certificate out to you so you can order your saddle. Speaking of tack, state line tack. Right now, it's probably getting too late to get something delivered. Probably. I, I ordered this special something. Jennifer's not. Don't tell her, okay? Because she's not here, and she she doesn't listen to the show. So I think we're. So safe. do we know what it is? Are, yeah. we, are you going to tell us? So I, or, you know, I got her. We always get each other a bunch of little stuff, right? Um, yes. So I mean, she got me a truck for my for Christmas. So I think that was pretty good. <laughs> That's right? a so, big thing. Glenn. Yeah, it's a big thing. <laughs> uh, but so we always get each other little stuff, and I found these this custom pajamas place that you could just submit a picture. So I had Nigel's face. Uh, and I cut out around it, so it's just his face. So she's getting pajamas with Nigel's face all over it. How cool is that? <laughs> I don't wow. know if it's going to be cool or stupid. I'm not sure which. Oh, no, she'll love it. She'll love it. <laughs> but there's, That's what I'm predicting. But as usual it. with these small companies that do this, I cannot decipher the shipping. They says it's been shipped, but I can't find it. So oh. who knows if it's ever going to arrive? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm hoping it arrives in time for Christmas. But yeah, that's yes. one of the things I got her was Nigel's face all over pajamas. So. Oh, she will love that. <laughs> uh, she will love it. You know, when you order from these smaller companies that only do certain things, you you 
it always makes me nervous. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know, you either seem to get just fabulous customer service and, and everything goes right and the, it arrives when it's supposed to, or it's a train wreck. Or it's a Chinese company faking to be an American company and then yes. it never gets to you. Exactly. You know, it's one of those two things. But you don't oh, have to worry yeah. about that at Stateline Tech. Right now, head off over there. You can get gift certificates. So when we had our store, husbands used to come in the day before and buy gift certificates. And that was always an approved gift from a horsewife. They they love gift certificates because then they can buy whatever they want. I've told this story every year. We had a guy come in every year when we had our store. By the way, it was called the Horse Stuff Company. Um, yeah. He would come in every year and buy a $2,500 gift certificate for his wife. Wow. Uh, and she would spend it by the end of January every year. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. I'm surprised it took her that long. <laughs> and that was, a, you know, we had one of the first websites. We were the second one to have a website for Horse Tack online. Oh, wow. We were the second one. It was VTO Saddlery was number one, and they had a very colorful website. It looked like a rainbow blew up. Um, and then it was us, and it was the Horse Stuff Company, and he found us online, and he would buy it every year, and we'd ship it out to him. And it was yours, $2,500 one. Well, you can do that with State Line Tech. Just scroll to – go to their homepage, scroll down on the right-hand side. You'll see gift cards right there. You can buy any denomination you want. So if you're looking for a gift for that barn person or a fellow horse person or your wife and you want to get something that is wife approved then the gift certificate from statelinetac.com is it you still have time to do that all the way up to christmas day for you last Yay. minute shoppers out there and i know there's more than one <laughs> so <There. laughs> although the last minute shoppers that are going to get caught in the blizzard right now you should have shopped sooner that's what should have yeah. shopped sooner yes, yes. you you're yes. going to have to do a gift certificate online because that's the only way you're getting anything exactly yeah well yeah, now, i'm just watching it come down right now oh is so, it snowing yeah. yeah 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 it is pretty when it snows and it's quiet outside it is, it is. Yeah. as long as you're just out there just inside looking out yeah as long as you don't have to drive <laughs> to work and home again yes the next guest is brought to you by daily dose equine non-gmo core nutrition for horses and ponies of all ages and we have krista lafayette coming on and she's going to talk to us she's been on before you all remember her talking about horses color well we're going to talk about is it ermine spots yeah ermine uh yeah. bird catcher spots and socks and stockings and facial markings and all kinds of stuff so we are welcoming Krista Lafayette, the CEO of Edelon Diagnostics, and we're going to talk about bird catcher spots and genetics and all kinds of coat color markings. Krista, welcome. Thank you so much. I love this show, and I'm I'm so excited every time we talk. It's so much fun. Well, the last time you were on, I I was not on, but I listened, and we were talking about uh, coat colors and all that kind of fun stuff. And today, I think we're going to focus on just the markings and all those weird little spots and color things that we see. That sounds great. As long as you guys can put up my with my um whatever creeping crowd voice, oh, I'm all you, over it. Let's talk you and about Glenn. it. Yeah, you and Glenn. We're, we're in this together, Krista. We're fine. <laughs> so, That's so excellent. I'm just fascinated by by the genetics of coat color and markings and all of all of that. And so, tell us just in general, you know, are are leg and face markings are are they genetically predictable, like coat colors? Like you breed two chestnuts together and you're going to get a chestnut. Is is are the leg markings kind of like that too? So the, the absolute black and white solid answer is kind of. <laughs> okay. That's why we love Krista. She's so decisive, <laughs> yes. you know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Tell us about that. <laughs> Tell so, us about kind so of. So white markings, 
Yeah, kind of is. White markings come from a huge number of, of variants and mutations in a couple of regions. We know that there's a handful of regions. We suspect that there are more. There are two major um, regions that we tend to look in. There's one called the KIT region, K-I-T, and there's one called the MITF. Some people call it MITF. And those are two regions for, that we'll use as examples. Each of these regions is a part of your genetic code that is the map to building you, right? Right, right. So as, as your body is constructing itself, well, that's really deep. Um, <laughs> as, you're, as you're being built, your, your cells and, and your neurology and your musculature and everything starts to construct itself based on this map that is you, that's, that's your genetic code. And if it comes to a region, let's say in, in the MITF region, if MITF codes for where your melanocytes, your color-producing uh, cells migrate, and if part of that code is altered or missing, those cells will stop there. They'll go, wait, where, where do we go? And depending on where they stop and where that code is broken will result in white markings. Oh. Now there's, you follow? So that, I do, that there, yeah. It's not as precise as one would think. Um, and depending on where the variant is, the mutation, in what region and in what region of the region will determine the amount of white that you do or do not have. But is it absolutely consistent? No. So this is why if you clone a horse, they can have different markings. That's exactly right. There are all kinds of changes that we still don't understand that happen during development that cause changes in what we think is a predictable thing. Wow, that's amazing. So I know in the auditor room there were so many um, questions and comments about some of the different spots like, like bird catcher spots. Can you tell us what those are and how those kind of come about? So bird catcher spots are one of the great mysteries of life. They're so fun <laughs> because bird catcher spots, there are these little white markings about the size of a, like, a little smaller than a penny, maybe the size of yep. a dime. Yep. They're called bird catcher spots because they originated, I believe, from an Irish thoroughbred um, back in the early 1800s, and his name was bird catcher. Some people say they're called bird catcher spots because it looks like you're horses standing under a tree full of birds, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, um, yes. But the cool thing about those, <laughs> they move. Bird catcher spots move. So See, that's a I little bit even crazier still. Yes, they do. They appear and they reappear and they don't necessarily do it in the same place. So, and, and there's no rhyme or reason that we know of right now to, to cause that or, or why. We don't know. Um, at Adelon, we have a couple of places that we are pretty suspicious that look promising in yeah. the genome that we have found, but we need more samples of animals with bird catcher spots and documentation. Let's see the pictures. Let's see the pictures. Let's see the DNA yeah. to be able to figure it out. And then once we have identified the variant, why do they move? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I, it's amazing, but I've I've seen them. I had a horse who had had one of those, and it was like, wow, that's just strange. <laughs> it's just was weird. it a thoroughbred? Uh, thoroughbred cross. Yeah. 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 Thoroughbred cross. That's so interesting. So so we're more likely, I guess, than to see that in in a horse with thoroughbred lineage than than not. 
So well, it's so, tough to say. I mean, that's what they were named for, right? Yeah. With, uh, a thoroughbred stallion, but there's no other documentation that I know of that shows that it was another horses. But it may well be. So yeah. we have seen many, many different traits in horses that are alleged to only be in certain breeds. Yeah. But when we do these larger studies, unbiased, test everybody for everything. Lo and behold, we find it's all over the place. Fragile well, foal was one of those. We, we yeah. found that it was in lots of different breeds. But but then you go back and, and say, okay, 10 generations back, uh, a horse may have had a, a thoroughbred ancestor that you don't even really know of. That's absolutely true. Or they both could have had a common ancestor way, way back. Yes, exactly. I have yeah. the important question, though. Why aren't they called bird poop spots? Because they look like bird poop. Why bird catcher? Because <laughs> the horse's name was bird catcher. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> the thoroughbred was bird catcher, okay. but they do look like bird poop. Spots. Yeah, they look like bird poop, and they, you know, bird poop moves too. So um, this is true. It's appropriate, <laughs> particularly when I when I turn the windshield wipers on exactly. on my truck. Exactly, <laughs> it moves. So, so I have we have a, a a therapeutic riding center, Krista, and we have a Belgian quarter horse cross named Tessie that Jen has actually ridden. Glenn's wife, she has the most beautiful, beautiful mane. It's it's flaxen and it's red and it's dark brown and it's henna, and and I it just I mean I would spend like eight hundred dollars in the hair salon to get a mane. With her collar. So <laughs> how does that happen? I mean, Belgian quarter horse cross. And so I have to think that maybe her her mother was a baby because she's got some darker stuff in there. Um, and the Belgian has the flaxen. But how does all that happen? It's just a combination of colors, right? So think about, think about a horse that is... Um, Let's see, like a buckskin, right? Yeah, right. Buckskin, when you look at it, oh, it's a it's a gold horse with black legs and a nose and mane and tail, right? Yeah. Or or there ish. But what it really is, is we know that if you're a buckskin, you have to have to begin with a black base. Right. right? So you have to have right. one or two copies of the black extension variant. And then on top of that, you have to have at least one copy of what we call dominant agouti, and that's what restricts the black pigment to the outer regions, the legs, the mane the tail, the nose, the ear tips. And then to dilute that bay that you've created by adding the agouti on top of the black, you need to add a copy of cream. And lo and behold, you've diluted the bay into this beautiful golden color um, with the black spots remaining. So what you have is not a single color buckskin, but you have a copy of black with a copy of dominant agouti with a copy of cream. And that's what results in that look. And that's probably what you're seeing in your horse, the multicolored mane. There's probably a whole plethora of things going into that. Oh, I, obviously. I mean, it's 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 gorgeous, and it it you look at it, and and you look at her out in the pasture, and it looks sort of flaxeny. But you get up there, and it's like, holy cow! There's ten different colors in here. <laughs> well, maybe you should pull her sample, pull out her, pull a mane or a tail sample, and send it in. Let's take a look at it. Yeah, that we should do that. Yeah, that would be great. That would be awesome. And you know, the other thing too that that I just find so fascinating is the seasonal color changes um, in coat colors. So, um, you know, we also have a horse who's who's a Belgian Shire thoroughbred cross, and he is what I think is a silver dapple bay. Uh, he's not been genetically tested, but he's got that kind of liver-colored body with the, the flaxen mane and tail that you see sometimes in Shetland ponies. 
except uh-huh. th- this horse weighs fifteen hundred pounds, and and but in the <laughs> in the summer he gets his body color goes from from um, liver to kind of a sand color, and it's not a bleaching thing. It's like it's like that's his summer coat. Do you think it's maybe the undercoat? Maybe he shed out the bigger, longer, heavier coat, and it's the probably probably a color. Yeah, probably. But what causes that? So there's there's these different colors in in the coats. Well, I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of different factors that can happen. I, obviously, there's there's the sun bleaching effect that you talked about, which in and of itself is kind of interesting. We know that there are black horses that bleach in the sun, yeah, and there are black horses that don't. Period. Yeah. And they rarely cross. The only time you see a, a hardcore black horse bleaching, there's probably a health issue going on there, right? Right. So if you think about all of the different layers that go into, again, going back to our buckskin, and you think about now let's add in things like length of coat and type of coat, you know, color mm-hmm. and um, texture, and then warmth, you know, longer hair versus shorter hair, coarser hair versus finer hair. Probably, and I don't know this, Probably if you go to smooth your hand over that hairy winter coat, I bet the undercoat is lighter what you're seeing. But I could be wrong. These are things that, you know, we're trying to study and we want to look at. But in order to find these variants and explain all these different things, we need a plethora of samples and documentation with photos. That's why we work with the horse people. Because you all notice these things. I know my horses better than anyone, as do you. And that's how we that's how we actually find these things. When we find colors, it almost always comes from an owner sending a horse going, This is weird, this is weird, what's going on here? It's not doesn't make sense. And then we'll look at it and go, You're right, it's weird. And then we go out and look for other horses that are that degree of weird and see if they all have the same type of mutations and bang, there's your publication. Yeah. And and so, you know, the other thing that's that's I think interesting too is is so I have a friend with a with a horse who's a, a registered thoroughbred and he's he goes thoroughbred all the way back as you know, but but he's also double registered as a, a pinto. And he has that you know, some pinto markings and so obviously something cropped out from generations past. How does that I'm just fascinated well, by so- it. I don't even know the question the to ask. Book, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. The stud book for thoroughbreds, depending on where he's from, is only a couple hundred years old, which is, is still old. And we yeah. know thoroughbreds come from way back. But if you're talking by Pinto, if you mean Taviano, Taviano is a couple thousand years old. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and he is. Yes. Right? Yeah. So it could come from way back. We're back to that idea of the thoroughbred and this other horse sharing a common ancestor way back when. Okay. That's that's so really it's possible that that exists, right? It exists in thoroughbreds. It's just that people have bred it out. They've been. It's not their preference. And every now and then, somebody is a freak and says, "Nope, I'm not going to go with the fashion trend. I'm going to keep doing this," and you end up with a horse that's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not the fashion, not the fashion, not the style. But I tell you, this horse is gorgeous. So you know, there you, yes. there you go. There you go. He's perfect just yeah. as he is. So, um, oh well, you're talking to somebody who regularly adopts, you know, unfashionable animals with white markings in all the wrong places. Oh, I'm and sure the wrong size, sure. and you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I I can't thank you enough for for all this amazing information. I I could. I don't know. I need to take you to lunch someday. <laughs> this is just so <laughs> interesting so to me. But how do how do if people have you know a horse with a weird color? How do they find you? 
how how do, and and how can they get some more information? So we have a website. It's etalondx.com, E-T-A-L-O-N-D-X.com. And they can go onto the site and they can do a couple different things. They're welcome always to log in and choose a testing package to test their horses for, we don't have your one-off test um, as most traditional labs do. We have a huge package mm-hmm. for like $119. And the reason we do it that way is so people get a picture of their horse, not like a piecemeal, not for blind men in a room with an elephant, but see the elephant turn on the light, right? And what we do then is once we've run all of these tests at once and we've come back to the owner and say, hey, you've got a bay horse and it's it's, uh, average height and it's faster to 60, it's got two copies of Sprint, Um, what do you think? And they'll go, well, I think you're missing something. And they show us like, it's white. Oh, well, that's weird. <laughs> and then we're back to that. Okay, let's go look at these regions and see what's going on in there. And that is how we find stuff. We work together with the horse people. Everybody who tests with us has the right and absolute should use the free consult that goes along with the service. And we talk to you about your test results and we review it with you and ask you lots and lots of questions. And it is just, it's just good fun. Yeah. Horse oh, people obvious. are a unique breed, right? And they're, yeah. they're ready. They really want to discover things. They're way ahead of the crowd. Um, when you talk about genetics, horse people are ahead of the game. They're ahead of the dog people. Um, and they're even ahead of most farmers and, and yeah. um, because they, they, they know. You can send them this crazy variant summary that shows this alphabet soup looking thing. And they can look at and, that and go, oh, yeah, that's a blue-eyed bay. Yeah, they know. They know. Well, they Chris, know. They- well, Chris, I was just thinking, we have two very popular horses on this show, My Pony Scooter, who's a hackney pony, yes. and then we have Zeus the mm-hmm. Mustang. It would be fun for us to send those in and then get you on the air to, to talk about the Wouldn't results of both great. of them. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, yes. bring it. We even have a mission Mustang we've been working on with Elisa Wallace. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Um, using the ancestry thing, we are able to slowly piece together the herds we have with a couple of her horses. Well, we'll um, and we could see if Zeus has got any connections in there. Well, let's oh, do that next great. year, okay? Let's let's make get, make sure we get that done. That'd be fun. Absolutely, that would be a blast. You'll love it. I, I love this kind of stuff. All right. Well, thanks, Krista. <laughs> I appreciate it. Bye bye. Thank you so much. Merry hey, Christmas. guys. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Oh, we got to get that done. That'd be fun. <laughs> that would be amazing. And that would be super. You know, the other thing we have to get done, too, and and she's been dragging her feet on this one, is uh, we keep saying we need to get a psychic reading of Zeus. Oh, yes, yes. And she's supposed to get that set up, but for some reason, it's not been set up yet. So I think she's a little scared of what Zeus might say about her. That's what I think. Uh, Yeah. I think she's afraid Zeus might say, that woman's a bitch. But I don't know. I don't know. If that's what But you know, you work with that. You just go with it, you know? That's his perspective. So there you go. I so, think it, that would be super fun. Jamie doesn't listen when she's not here. So get it done, Jamie. Go ahead. Get it done. <laughs> Daily Dose Equine offers a full line of handcrafted horse feeds. And you know what? Uh I, I got a couple of people ask me this week for some reason, uh, about the one that Scooter eats. So he eats the carb buster, which is Daily Dose's uh feed that is meant for fat ponies and fat horses Mm -hmm. and so it's a light hay based uh feed and it's apparently very low in sugars and stuff that 
but and he looks terrific since he's been on that at the beginning of the year. He's looked better this year than he ever has through the summertime. Uh, and apparently, it's also good for horses needing a more neutral pH product for sensitive tummies. Mm. So, I you know we often talk about their products, you know, and how they're whole grains and non GMO and all of that stuff. But then when you actually look at what's in them, you realize how natural and whole grain they are. So. Right. In this card buster, it's Timothy Hay. That's the first ingredient. Peas, alfalfa meal, sunflower seed, ground flaxseed meal, salt, canola oil, prebiotics, and then Chemtrace Chromium, who we've advertised here forever on the yeah. show. Yep. Uh, Chem and Equine. So, and, you know, so there's ingredients like that that go into their feeds. And as I said, he looks terrific. He's, his attitude is so good. This is the first year he didn't get obesely fat where everybody made fun of me. So, <laughs> um, so I'm happy about that. <laughs> uh, he also likes his new boarding stable too, because he gets to see all the ho- other horses come in and out. And he, he just, just loves that. I bet he does. Keeps him occupied. So Gives you, him something to think about. And the other nice thing about these feeds for Daily Dose Equine, not only are they good for your horses and your horses are going to like them, you can get them at Chewy and get them delivered right to your house. So you can find Daily Dose Equine. Just search for those at Chewy or go to DailyDoseEquine.com. And we thank them for continuing their sponsorship of the show. Well, I, you know what, Lisa? I think that's going to be it. I think we're coming to the end of a Wednesday show. Thank you, everybody who submitted all of your entries and who took time to sign up for the drawing and did all of that. Thank you especially to Wintech for providing the saddle and being a terrific sponsor of ours for many, 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 many years. And as you guys know, Jamie and Jennifer use Wintech saddles. I would use one, except I really don't need one on the cart seat. It's yeah, it's kind of cushy yep. enough, you know. <laughs> I don't need stirrups. <laughs> that would be interesting, so. though, Glenn. Yeah, it would. Um, <laughs> I have a cart seat because I don't want to sit on a saddle. So. <laughs> but they have been terrific to work with. They're an Australian company, and we hope to get down to visit them someday if I can ever get Jennifer on a plane for 24 hours. Mm. I don't think that's ever happening. Um, <laughs> so, Lisa, if you ever want to go to Australia, let me know. because I will, I will let you know. She's never doing it. Um, but, yeah, so we want to thank everybody for that. We will have two more episodes for you that are new this year, and the next week will be some recorded epi- pre-recorded episodes. So tomorrow we have Kayla and Emily joining you, talking about rider health. And then Friday, Jamie and I's last episode of the year. I figured it out. I think I've hosted, between this show and the other shows, over 300 episodes this year. Oh, my goodness, Glenn. I know. That's uh, almost like one a day. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, it is. So I, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited for a break. Um, I bet you but, are. But uh, we're also are. excited about Friday because we have four of our auditors coming on and we're going to do our year-end tr- holiday trivia competition. We do that the last episode of every year because we really don't want to work that hard. And uh, <laughs> we don't, you know, and last week we did our last really bad ad. So look for Friday. We're just going to have some fun. We're going to hang out and we're, we're just going to have some fun with each other. Coming up next, we, oh. I, you know, while you were talking to her, I found one of Allie's songs. Do you want to hear it? Yes. That's our winner yes. from earlier in the show. I'll play yes. the show out with this song, and then auditors, hang on, because the end from Horse Nation's coming on, and I'm going to ask you by, guys about luxury gifts, okay? Ooh. All right. So that'll be in the post show today. But here is Allie, the winner of the WinTech. I managed to find this. So here we go. We'll play the show out with this. Thank you, Lisa. LisaWysaki.com. You. Get your books today. Thanks. Bye, everyone.
Hey y'all, it's Allie from Utah. I really need a saddle, so here's a song for you. Santa baby, slip Owen Tech under the tree for me. Been an awful good girl, Santa baby, so ship it here FedEx overnight. Santa baby, I need a dress or saddle from you, that's new. My hair is so hard to fit, Santa baby, so bring me a new saddle tonight. And Isabel would help a lot, <laughs> gotta keep my seat right in that perfect spot. My dress up sucks, but I'd be a hit if I had a saddle that's built for it. Santa baby.